is all right. All right. Um, well, uh, as usual, welcome to the uh, guys who don't know NFTs, talk about NFTs, and of course, Ram Nation, apparently. Uh, and uh, congratulations to you, Kevin, and everyone else who was rooting for the Rams. Yeah, anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, so I grew up never really liking football, actually. And so I, I love the meme where it says, oh, I heard I heard that a uh, football game is being played during the uh, the Dre Snoop Eminem. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love those memes, though. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was that halftime show. I had a lot of mixed emotions, actually. When I was watching that first, it was amazing. But then yeah. at the same time, I was like, I just felt really old. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> we used to watch these. I mean, I would I mean my family would always watch Super Bowl, so I'd still be exposed to it, but I'd always see like red hot chili peppers and then I'd see prints and I'm yes. like wow, like all these old people. <laughs> and, then, and then like like oh now this year's the first year that they play cool stuff, and then I realized <laughs> yeah. I'm of that mm-hmm. age. <laughs> yeah. I remember I still remember the album cover buying it to, in two thousand one. <laughs> Which one? The uh, the new chronic. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I, so, uh, I was mentioning this on Twitter too, but I, I love Eminem. He's still my favorite of all time, but, but Kendrick Lamar's energy was so good. Dude. Yeah, it was. I he didn't made, know he was that small. I was like, he looked extra like petite, you know, yeah. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Cute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's like a cute rapper. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I, I had no clue. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. Sorry, we're like totally off topic, but this is uh... <laughs> make it relevant. Uh, uh, Coinbase had an ad there. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yes. Okay, what happened with it? Crashed, right? I saw you post that. Yes, Coinbase crashed. Um, and what was really cool is when you reached out to him in any way, mm-hmm. they had every medium covered where they had auto responders just telling you that they'll honor whatever, we'll get back to you. Like it was really cool. So I thought it was. Uh, that, I mean, they did a good job. They crashed their site, which is a good in a good way because it caused so much traffic that you know that it crashed. And I heard also, I don't know if this is a rumor, if this is true. I guess a few of the early people that got on the QR code got an NFT. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Hmm. I just know about this. Everybody has a ticket has it has an NFT, right? Is that what it is? Something something to do with NFTs. And I was like, oh, I don't remember. That. I, all, all I saw was a $15 voucher, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was kind of cool, which I didn't claim because I already have Coinbase. But still, I just like saw it and I was like, cool ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it, anything mentioned at all is still good for, good for the space. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Coinbase, the marketplace is opening up. Oh, the one? Yes. And it is. Let me try. I'm just pulling up the date you have to be on a waiting list i did um, you, waiting list. yes i jumped on the waiting list as well you the waiting list is still video. open actually i'm trying to look at the they had a time on it's coming out really soon from what i know i just forgot the date somebody just told me if anyone knows it please put it in the comments <laughs> let yeah. us know after watching this i love this show because we don't we're not we don't have to be qualified <laughs> no can someone help us? <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows with when Coinbase is launching their marketplace, they're claiming zero gas fees. So to speak wow. about gas fees, when you buy NFTs online, usually it's through OpenSea, which is a very popular platform, or other types of marketplaces. When you do things 
uh, in this world, it costs you fees. And it's because, from my understanding, they call it gas fees, but it's really just the chain and how much it costs them to create the theory. I don't really know. But <laughs> the answer is I don't really know. I, I hope there's a better answer. <laughs> but there's a fee. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually the way I think it's the way they mentioned gas is actually right. Like when you're stuck on the freeway, you're burning lots of gas. And when you're during congestion time, you're burning lots of gas. Like uh, like your electricity bill, when you're using it during peak time, that's when you're paying more, uh, when it's being used the most. Um, and so with the exception of like NFT mints that we have to do at certain launch times, uh, I try to do all my transactions at, like, actually at 2, 3, 4 in the morning because that's when the gas fees are lower. Uh, they're like There's so a hint there for yeah. anyone that's up at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I still need better uh, time management, energy management uh, with the space. <laughs> no, and so um, they're saying no gas fees or listing fees, That's which cool. is really cool because it does cost to list. But if, uh, oh, yeah, oh, wait, this isn't, no, just kidding. I, I'm wrong about all the things I just said. That was on crypto.com. <laughs> oh, oh, their NFT marketplace? Yeah, I was talking about Coinbase NFT. Sorry, actually, I don't know if there's a fee. There could be. <laughs> That's how wrong I am. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's okay. To be honest, actually, this is re revealing of just how much stuff is in the marketplace and how fast it's going. Oh, yeah. uh, I have trouble keeping track of it, which is actually why community matters more and more and more because. We can't be everywhere at once. So I get a lot of my intel from just the community uh, because they, we piece it together. Because And I hope that takes away from the fact that people need to feel like they are they have to know everything uh, mm -hmm. and they have to be an expert subject matter. So um, maybe it's me deluding myself, but I, I like the fact that like I don't have to know it all. Like I know you can help me piece the, the, the puzzle pieces together and so many others. So yeah. yeah. So hopefully that. I agree. That I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we have a special guest that's going to be hopping on soon, right? Our friendly neighborhood uh, legal advisor, Don. Uh, he, even though he's like busy with a bunch of NFT projects and advising for them, uh, he wanted to just hop in and just share a couple things, especially with all the scams and all the robberies and rug pulls that are happening. Um, he just felt the need to maybe come on and maybe share some cool tips. So um, he'll hop on eventually. I, I don't know if, when he will, but when he does, yeah. he will. How about awesome. that? Awesome, yeah. He'll <laughs> just pop up. <laughs> yeah, when we're on those topics of safety and all those things in this space, um, there's also some things I've been learning. So I definitely want to uh, talk about that as well again and just really push the the safe uh, um, best twos in the market. So. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so while we're waiting, uh, kind of curious, uh, Kevin, what is maybe your top news story or your biggest obsession that you're uh, that you're into right now? So actually, for me, it's more of a um, kind of like this is not like a big news story or anything, or it's more of like an intimate, close circle. I, I have friends that are now launching their collections that I knew from like in real life that have gone into the space a little earlier or been in the space forever. So a really good friend of mine I did want to talk about. I'm not just doing like a shameless plug or whatever. It's just oh, no. I just actually love him and I've known him since uh, high school. And I've always admired him because he's one of those like risk takers. 
So early on, he was actually a Bitcoin miner. Um, he still is today. Um, and I just thought that was crazy when he first did it, like years ago. Yeah. And I remember he was like, yeah, I'm buying like this warehouse. And then he showed all these pictures of all these like servers in a warehouse. And I thought he was crazy, honestly, because <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Like, what is what is Bitcoin mining? Right. Like, I don't yeah. know. You know. But anyways, so a good buddy of mine that's been in the space for a really long time. Uh, he just he's about to launch his collection in a few days. Um, it's called Hash Cows NFT. And I think it's going to be really interesting what they're building. They have like regular roadmap stuff, of course, like everybody else. But there's a centered around his experience in Bitcoin mining. So it's actually they're going to Bitcoin mine with the funds that they raise, which is like, oh, I I think that was really cool. Yeah. Only because like it does cost a lot of money. I learned that the whole sustainability part of this space is really from the energy usage that comes from the space. Yeah. Mining is very costly because of the, literally the electricity that goes out. And yeah. so um, that is a, a subject of discussion for many people for sure. Um, but it, it's also really expensive to get into mining. And so I believe the way the roadmap is laid out has something to do with mining and with the, uh, with, the whole lore that they're creating and yeah. being able to be a part of Bitcoin mining, which I think is really cool. Hash cows. I'll put that in the show notes, but yeah. Hash cows NFT. Is it similar to what um, blockchain miners is doing? You know? I, Oh, you know, I'm not familiar with that pro- uh, well, project. So, so mm-hmm. actually Don, they're actually a client of Don's cause he, Ooh. so, so blockchain miners is often. Wait, he, did me- he did mention this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've seen his Twitter handle has that, like that cube uh profile pick yes so, so those are pretty much blockchain miners in art form but the when they sell their nfts the people who have bought the nfts not only get pretty cool art but they also have their funds pooled into a larger pool that buys miners and they mine. Mm-hmm. but uh i think the idea of the hash cows uh, and what blockchain might i think it's so cool because just like our mission of making nfts more accessible and be able to like like you can't really spend 20,000, 30,000, a million dollars for a warehouse to take down blockchain miners. So, so, uh, so if you can get into hash cows and own a piece of it, um, that's really cool introductory and, and affordable. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I just like all these new utilities coming out. I'm more obsessed about projects that have a real tie-in to affecting just people in real life in a positive way with good utility. Yeah. I'm definitely shying more away from vibes collections, meaning like just purely art. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot to do with um, it's really hard to distinguish true artists, you know, that's developing in the marketplace yeah. versus scammers. I think that it's unfortunate. It's just, there's just so many scammers. <laughs> so. Well, actually I, it's funny. I actually trust the vibe, the just good vibes only because they already being honest that they're not going to really try and do anything with it. Um, so you already know what you're getting into. Um, the ones that are overly selling the utility um, without with, with a couple of like, it doesn't seem consistent with how they behave or, or all the stuff that they're saying that they're building um, it is actually how I, how I look at it. Mm. I, I agree with you as well, but I mean, why would you rug pull if you're not really promising anything to the community anyway, except for some cool art? I, I guess is how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, I know what you mean by those overpromising uh, collections. It is funny reading their roadmaps. 
I'm like, I don't think they know how hard that is to do. <laughs> it sounds good, and it's no one's checking, you know. So yeah, that is uh, that is the harder part, and I think um, there's going to be more checks and balances. And you know what I was also thinking about today before coming into just just this talk about you know NFTs and you know uh, Web three and everything that we chat about. Yeah, I kind of wonder like as we do these episodes. I'm curious if we, I always go back to, I definitely want anyone watching this to feel welcome. I always come back to that because I keep thinking like, because our conversations are going to get more complex because our knowledge base will grow. I'm yeah. wondering if we still make sense to people that are new. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do keep coming. I, I don't know why. I think about that often. The rabbit hole is real. The rabbit hole is real. Like yeah. once you fall down the thread, like you don't know how far you've gone. And it's like, ah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, I think when you say, like, anybody's welcome, like, we should just, maybe we should take this show and, I don't know, any ideas on how to best stay I think I think it would be nice if for those that watch this later or ever watch this at all or, you know, whoever is watching, if they just have um, maybe, like, a core base of questions or things that we can answer or, you know, um, because, you know, I know that I'm definitely leaning more towards I want everyone to learn this. I'm one of those people. And I, I, I know there's all kinds of businesses out there. Some people are like, not everything needs an NFT. And I know they say that. I'm on the, the side of the party where I think everyone does. <laughs> like, I'm a little crazy that way where I see the technology, I see the use case, and I see that we're just literally scratching at it. And if you gave me any type of business, we, I, just letting my, uh, I guess, strategy and mind just get like creative, I feel like there's a way to use it still. I just feel that. That's just how I am. But anyways. No, no. hundred uh, percent. So, so two thoughts. The first one is, I think a lot of people assume that they don't, not everything needs an NFT because of the way it's currently being portrayed. It's just art. And, uh, and I think it's also part of the fact that they maybe are intimidated by the technology and no one has, and, and because blockchain is so wide ranging, maybe they just need one-on-one -on -one conversations to see how it actually can apply. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, actually, this is perfect segue. Uh, I texted you about this last week, but maybe it's something we can chat about in public, but there is uh, one person who reached out to us because they saw our content. Uh, it's a individual who is a like a best-selling author, a book author, and she actually asked like, "How can I make NFTs work for me?" Uh, so um, she wrote uh, like a trilogy, a, a best-selling trilogy uh, collection, and she's also talking with the movie with the movie production studios to actually turn it into a video into a movie. Mm. I, I guess this this leave this open-ended. Uh, like, how would an author? Uh, use NFTs or blockchain technology to 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 of course build a sustainable business, but build a really cool community around it. When I think of book releases, a book release is like a campaign, right? Because again, as a as a marketer, my brain immediately thinks of all the work you have to do to get eyes at your book, because you know your book is good as long as they just get over the first page and they can read it. They, you know that it'll capture some people out there, right? And you just want to get it into more hands so they'll capture it, the PR piece of it. Yeah. And so what do they do? They literally go on tour. They literally go 
find places that'll host them, their book, and gather an audience to read the book. All of that is already communal marketing. Yeah. It's it's already like in in the process of book writing. And so to me, it's really just, yes, there's the initial like, hey, this book's about what, or this is who I am, or just put it in a bookstore. But you have to organically kind of build your audience. And so this almost speeds it up where if you also tied it in with what's going on today with the NFT market, with the eyes on the whole NFT market, you can kind of ride that wave with your book, yeah. create an audience with your book. Then there's an online portal like a Discord or let's say you do a Facebook uh, group or whatever you want to capture your audience. And then you start showing pages of it, right? Just so people like read and engage. And But if you created the collection, this is where it becomes like, access to your book signing, to your book gatherings, to your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you can literally launch with the book or even after or before. It really depends on the strategy. Yeah. And so do I think that it makes sense? Yes, because <laughs> I feel like books already have this huge community aspect to it. And then you're going to get those early believers that truly campaign for you and yeah. want to get involved because they're a super fan now. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to create their pocket groups and go, hey, she's coming to town, you know, yeah. and let's go to the bookstore to do that. But how do they all meet in the first place? This could be just another tool to do that, I think. Oh. And then to activate the community. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's, yeah, um, I think at the same, the same vein um, is, as Nas, right? When we talked about Nas selling his piece of music. Um, I mean, yes. if people can sell parts of the book, I'm not sure. Well, we'll probably have to ask Don about like book royalties, just like Spotify royalties oh, yes. for, 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 for Nas' songs. But yeah, they can, if people have like the, the, the NFT, they can get access to uh, like, like you said, book signings. Uh, maybe she can even come out to do talks or write, do writing courses. If people are interested in how to be a better writer, author, how to, or what it takes to be a best-selling author. Uh, yeah. There's just so much around it. So um, yeah. And actually, on the note that you just talked about, that's a whole nother interesting route that you can go is instead of um, going in the route of just the access point that I mentioned, yeah, you're pretty much skipping the publishing side yeah. by just becoming a company and the community makes you write your stories. Yeah. Imagine like you were there at book three at like Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> and then you were supporting this author through NFTs. That NFT collection would be massive. For sure. And it would be even more apt because like you, yeah, you're right. Like the movie studios no longer have the power anymore. It's down to the fans. And exactly. So I have to go back to Nas. And also what's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love him. I actually got to buy his, 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 uh, his uh, NFT. But the, um, I think buying like certain levels also gives you like access to Nas directly or go to his concerts and get the VIP section of his concerts. Uh, and so if you can find some kind of parallel to to doing that for the books, uh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, because it's rare for people like the Harry Potter series where they yeah. allow the, the writer to have so much creative control along the process because it just happened to knock it out of the park from day one, right? Yeah. Which was, again, it was probably a meeting of fates that that even happened that way. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's more rare 
to have that happen and then lose in the other way around where the studio has more control, you lose creative control and you have to give that up for the money and the backing and et cetera. But yeah. if you really love the books, I'm thinking of some current movies I saw. I'm not going to name it just because, you know, I don't want to talk crap. But either way, uh, I saw the movie version. I was like, like this, is, this is garbage. Like, I don't know what this is because the book was awesome, right? So that makes me realize, like, even with NFTs, you could totally, like, support your artist that, or your writer that you love. You're giving him the funds to have full creative control. And then they, you're putting it in the hands of the team to now build all these future projects around that lore that already exists. Yeah. Which is super cool. But yeah, but you also have to believe that they have the ability to build a strong team too. So yeah. yeah. I, agree. I agree. There's so much still moving parts, but at least there's a chance. Mm -hmm. Like like moviegoers can now not just be a consumer, but a contributor. Like how yeah. amazing is that? Is I, I guess um and yeah, uh, the book industry, I hopefully like this spurs more inspiration on like what's possible too. NFTs, like we barely talk about NFTs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So it's not, NFT is purely just a platform or some kind of means, but but it opens the door to like making movies, building a community, building a, a massive army of marketers for your cause. And and, and so, yeah, I, that's focusing on and only on NFTs is short-sighted thinking, unfortunately. Yeah. Actually, yeah. quick segue. What's a cool, let's do another What's a cool uh, collection that you're look you're kind of eyeballing? <laughs> actually, uh, do you mind if I actually bring Don in and then we can actually answer that question? Oh right? yeah, Don's. Oh, Don's in. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, just a sec. Oh, maybe. It's like hello, hold neighbor. On. Yeah, what's <laughs> up, bro? Yeah, hey Don, what's up, man? Look, Kevin wore his uh, his outfit for oh, you. Oh, he's gone. Okay. He ran away. All right, that's our special guest for the day. <laughs> he's he's just like taxes. Oh no, wait, no law. And then he leaves. <laughs> hey, Adam, what's up, man? Adam is on here. Adam is as uh, he went to New York uh, not long ago with one of your uh, creator partners. Yes, yes, yes. That was awesome. He yeah. flew all the way to New York to meet one of my partners. Yes, and Adam he's also really generous with our community too. So, I'll, oh, oh, you know the the. Oh, anyway, I'll talk to you about it later, but he's been really generous with a lot of his services and his his hard work. So thank you, Adam. What's up, man? Love it. Oh, hey, there man. you are. <laughs> I, I couldn't afford, afford to have this whole hour. I couldn't afford you, so <laughs> you only got one minute. Nice. Dude, that's dope. This is on the backside, too. What? Yeah. <clears throat> What's nice. up? What's up, guys? Nice. How you doing? Good, Good man. man. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were heading to a meeting uh, at one somewhere. Public. It got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. So, so I'm in my office now. Oh, I wish you said you canceled it for uh, more important matters like us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. That, that, Don't that, let that, him that guilt goes, trip you. Yes, that goes without saying. That goes without saying, Paul. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Don is a mutual friend of ours. Also, uh, he's been very heavy in the. Uh, blockchain crypto space both as of course as because consumer investor buyer but also as a legal advisor uh he's asked we he's been advising us on on a variety of matters and keeping us on the straight and narrow and the clean so we appreciate you man and uh uh it, what's really cool is that don actually messaged us and said he even though he's he's busy with a lot of his clients he you know with all the rug pulls and all the thefts and all the uh, misinformation 
he just felt the 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 need to come on public and and kind of share some really cool uh, and helpful things to help protect the newbies as well as just people who've been in the game for a while. So uh, thanks, Don. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, you, you know, I, I mean, a, a semi uh, big one was Kevin. You know, just hearing about Kevin's adventure, dude. <laughs> Did that happen like literally the day after we had lunch? I don't know. We had lunch on like a Wednesday and then I didn't hear from anything. And then like over the weekend, I heard, you know, you know that was uh, the about Friday. all this. It was Friday. Yeah. So there you go. So like two days later. Yeah. We're talking That's about crazy, man. security and theft. And, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, there, there's nothing to do, right? There's no, you know, so. Yeah, some I mean good good community members reached out. We all like investigated the best we could and then it just kind of like fizzled out from there and it is mm-hmm. what it is unfortunately. So. Yeah. But do you follow, do you follow that wallet address or I mean are you following that wallet address to see where it goes or um I mean it it, it landed eventually into an, an owner but he bought it legitimately on OpenSea and then I did yeah. file a ticket on OpenSea to say Maybe you want to freeze that asset or whatnot, et cetera. Um, I haven't really heard anything back. So it's like. They're not going to, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, okay, I did want to say this real quick while Don's here, and then we could elaborate more on this on the safety piece, just real quick. I read uh, literally, is it this morning or yesterday, that OpenSea being evaluated at $13 billion as it is, and just to kind of backtrack a little bit, OpenSea, open marketed by NFTs. It's basically the eBay of NFTs for those watching. And simply put, 13 billion in valuation, 80% of their revenue um, and money that's flowing through, 80% is spam or scam. <laughs> like straight up. Wait, 80% of the revenue? 80% of the, oh, let's just say the NFTs traded on there. So I would say that it is the revenue, but 80% of the NFTs traded are scams and spams. So I was like, that is a lot. That is a big number. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure they fluffed it a bit to make that article headline. But um, that's still a a concerning number in the sense of, yes, there's a lot of new people coming into the space. Yes, um, don't click on anything (laughs) mysterious. And please don't buy an NFT off an ad of any kind. Just don't. There's just a ton of weird stuff going on in the space. Yeah. So. Oh gosh. Yeah, I was very, I was shocked by that number. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so you know, I, I actually, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Kevin. Um, the that number comes from basically, and it is a fluffed up number, just just yeah. like your your instincts told you. Yeah. Um, the the. the they're they're using that because they're saying that anything that is that does not have a current copyright is part of that 80%. So if you are an artist and you just created an NFT and posted it up there, but there's no record of you having a copyright for that, they're using that as part of that 80% number to make it sound bigger. Nice. Uh, even though it may be your own original art. That's just, you're just a, an unknown artist, you know? I, I, I actually talked to a couple artists, this, this um, one yesterday, one on uh, like Friday. Um, and they're just, 
they've just heard about it. They're just getting into the space. But if they didn't know any better and they, if they hadn't talked to me, they would have just created an NFT, posted it up uh, on OpenSea. And then <clears throat> that would have been part of that 80%, even though they are the legal valid owner um, uh, of that uh, artwork. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, but there are also a ton of projects, every single decent project that has um, uh, any momentum behind it will have two or three spam accounts behind it. Right. Th that are, you know, uh, uh, boring ape yacht club, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, one or two uh, words or uh, adjustments, ver ver uh, variations and people who don't know any better. Oh, wow. I can get a, uh, th this ape for a half an ETH. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. When they, when they're normally, uh, what I think uh, Basie is what a hundred, I think it's a hundred ETH floor right now. Uh, yeah, for is a uh, short, yeah, there you go. Short term for board eight yacht club. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're already super used to acronyms on this yeah. show. We don't talk. Like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My life talk is normie acronyms, here, man. Yeah. That's right. how I normally talk. Everything is an acronym. You ask my wife. I try to put an acronym on everything. <laughs> well, our, our show is an acronym too, right? It's the GW. I can't even do my own acronym. I don't think you can either, Kevin. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> Wait, so, so if you're saying eighty percent isn't a fluffed up number, what would you? I mean. What's scary is even if you cut that in half, even if you take 25% of the revenue yeah. is, is scams. that's scary. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It is. It is. Um, you know, yeah. if you're talking about how to protect yourself in terms of just scams, every single legitimate project will have a discord. 99.9% .9 of them will have a discord. Um, uh, especially if it's a, uh, a profile picture, a PFP collection, uh, that's where they generate their momentum and their, you know, um, their uh, marketing and advertising. It's almost always through that Discord community. Almost every single one will have an official links channel uh, that will give you the specific links that you, those are the only ones you should be clicking through. Um, don't ever click through a DM one. Those are always, always scams. Um, you know, obviously, like uh, I think Kevin said earlier, don't click on any uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, anything like that. Those are all scams. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They should have a verified, like, Discord channel thing. That'd be kind of cool. Like uh, Twitter, like Twitter verified. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I talked about this last time, and I think I'm going to talk about this every time. Social media, Web two. You know, there was a time and day and age where um, verifying people was a, a sign of status. But I think mm -hmm. with this new world that we're entering, where things on digital actually matter and it costs tons of money, I don't think places like OpenSea and other types of marketplaces, Coinbase in the future, etc. They shouldn't use verification as a status symbol. It should just be you submit your passport in your ID and you are now a real account kind of thing mm -hmm. um, is more important than fame uh, because it's it just matters. There's too much money involved. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel. And I don't think I'm going to stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's no it's too much work and it doesn't they don't feel like it adds too much value right, or revenue. Uh, so it's not a worthy project to tackle, unfortunately. So until then, it just rests upon us to share that gospel or, or just be be diligent and, and uh, just 
yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I only from now on I always check Discord, always check the official links. I don't like it's so similar, right? Like you're like there's there's a I was mentioning it last week as well. So there's like decentraland.io and then there's decentraland.com, and you are so used to trusting the .com or like the .coms that you go on those sites and then you get screwed. It's that similar now. It's that mirrored. So um, yeah. Definitely be careful. But we, now we have like a rapid fire amount of questions for Don. So we should just go nuts. <laughs> Do we? I'm just going to make up a them. bunch of questions. I'm just going to okay, make up a bunch enough, of questions. Right. Um, I, I know that we asked, because I know there's a lot of people looking into creating their own collections. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just do the basics of like, what's the difference between an NFT collection and a DAO? Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so an NFT collection is uh, a collection of non-fungible tokens. Um, do I do you want me to get into the definition of that, or I mean, I think I think everyone has that baseline, right? Yeah. Of, of what yeah. I mean, NFT it's is just yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, so the the vast majority of NFT collections are what are referred to as uh, PFPs, profile pictures, um, board a. Yacht Club, Crypto Punks, Crypto Kitties, Noodles, uh, what have you, right? Uh, th- the idea is that you are joining kind of a part of a um, of a community uh, to to help uh, raise awareness of the project, to network, to to just create something new. Um, a DAO, on the other hand, is uh, DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Uh, the idea is that in most or in every U.S. Uh, corporation legal entity, the um, the power is vertical, right? There's a CEO or a president, uh, COO, secretary, CFO, whatever, down to the employees and whatever, the janitors or whatever. Uh, it, the idea behind a DAO is that we are going uh, horizontal, that everyone is um, uh, everyone's on the same level. Right. Um, so that, that that's the biggest difference is instead of a vertical structure, we have a horizontal structure. Everyone's vote. It's like a democracy. Everyone's vote uh, counts the same. <clears throat> um, there are some inherent issues with that, because legally in the states right now, there is no real legal entity that allows for that type of, uh, of structure. Um, every corporation, LLC, partnership, whatever, you have to have someone that's responsible for the actions of the organization, right? Uh, Otherwise, we create a DAO, we can go commit a crime, and then we say, hey, no, no, we're only one of 10,000 people that voted to hack the, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whatever, Fort Knox or whatever it is, you know, Bank of America. Uh, So there always has to be someone who's in charge and responsible for the actions of the entity. That's where we don't know what the answer is yet, to to be perfectly frank, you know? So hold on. Um, Yeah, I already have questions too. Yeah, go Paul. Paul. I was like, wait, what? Okay, anyways, Paul, go. Oh, my only question was uh, actually is more like backpedaling on the first point where you said everyone has an equal vote and everybody's on the same level. However, um, what decides what does because everybody's equal, what decides the protocols or what decides the rules on what to invest in or what actions to take? It is like 
you know what I mean? Who's, who's, who actually, I know, I know the technology operates the, the, the algorithm, the recipe, but mm -hmm. who manages like creating the recipe or, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so th this is all kind of part of it, right? Is that one, you have to, you have to give one person or one team part of that power because someone has to decide which software program we're going to use to tally up the votes, right? Uh, we, we, it's not just going to be a, a free-for-all on Discord. You, you know what I mean? Uh, um, that, that's just, that becomes a complete cluster. Uh, so th there has to be a founding team or a group of teams or a committee or something. And those people on, on, from their point of view, they're going to want to protect themselves. So a lot of DAOs right now are structured as an LLC. There's, there's a good number of DAOs that are just registered as an LLC or as two entities that work together in concert. So maybe there's an LLC layer uh, with the three of us, the three of us create the um, uh, what? What is it? Uh, newbies, NFT newbies, or whatever this show is called, <laughs> right? Yeah. NFT newbies DAO, uh, and we're the decision makers. But hey, we, we we need to protect ourselves too, in case you know the entire community decides we're going to go hack whatever the IRS, the Pentagon, whoever. Uh, we're going to be able to say no if the community votes on that. That we're not going to be personally liable for that. So there, there's all of these layers that a lot of people just kind of like skipped right over. And it's just like, this technology is amazing, yada, 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 let's just go. Because innovation travels 100 times, 500 times, 1,000 times faster than regulation does, right? The, the, the people in the world that are innovators, especially in Web3, they're just coming up with ideas. Uh, and honestly, 80% of the time, they're not taking into account current laws. Um, so let me give you an example. The stuff that came out either last night or this morning, there's a, um, uh, 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 what the heck was it called? Um, uh, is it Bitfi uh, Bitfi or what was the one? Um, um, sorry. Hey, well, well, well <laughs> Kevin, you had a question? Oh no! Uh, wait, did I freeze? Oh, no, you wait, good. Am I back? You good? I'm like shaking my head because it looks frozen to me. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I was I was thinking like, so these DAO communities, how big can they possibly get? I, I mean, they can get as big as you want them to. A con hmm. constitution DAO, uh, as big as you you get as many shares, you know, or, or votes uh, a, a, as you provide. Um, so. And everyone's the, the equal, issue, even the people that set up the discord and set up like in theory, uh, uh, the, under the, the theory of a DAO mm -hmm. decentralization means that everyone's vote is the same, that there's no one more important. And that's why a DAO is like, to me, it's still a conceptual thing. I, I completely understand that there's 
hundreds of DAOs, if not thousands of DAOs that have launched in the past year. Um, my question would be, I would want to read what their operating agreements look like, you know, what their bylaws look like. Uh, how do they actually structure it? Because if you start peeling back those layers, you'll see that I'd say probably 90, 95% of them are not truly, truly decentralized by the, by the um, idealistic uh, definition of hmm. what a DAO should be. You're just using the name? Uh, uh, yeah, because it's a buzzword, just like blockchain and crypto. You know? um, here's the issue. And here's, I've talked to a dozen different attorneys, if not more. I've talked to people that are in Web3 and, and you know, trendsetters and, and whatnot. And this is the question that I ask, and I, ha I haven't gotten a good answer for Um. There's, there's a thing called the Howey test, H-O-W-E-Y. Um, uh, it was a case, SEC versus Howey from 1930s or 1940s. This is what determines what is considered a security in, um, uh, under the SEC, U.S. SEC laws. Uh, it is an investment of money. You're making an investment of money into a common enterprise, number two, three, with an expectation of profit, and four, at the uh, with the efforts of a third party, right? So, a DAO, you're you're buying shares or you're buying an interest in a DAO. So that's uh, phase one, you know, uh, first test or prong one. Um, it's a common enterprise because you're buying it with ten thousand other people or a thousand other people, and it's at the efforts of a third party. Someone else is managing it right? Uh, unless you're the founder yourself. So the only question is, is there an expectation of profit? If there's an expectation of profit, then you have to register as a security. Okay. Um, what that means is you have to register with the SEC uh, as, as a security. That takes time and money. Most people are just going and they're going to get hit. Uh, the, the example I wanted to give to you was uh, either last night or this morning, a company called BlockFi uh, uh, they've been uh, in negotiations with the SEC as of in the past 24 hours, they actually agreed to a hundred million dollar settlement that they're paying the SEC to uh, basically settle this case. We actually have guidelines now, you know, Paul, um, wow. you know, I told you I didn't want to be on this podcast for a couple of weeks because I wanted to see we knew that there's stuff coming down the pipeline. This is one of them. It came in yesterday. So the, the timing's awesome. Um, but literally it came in and they said, okay, we're going to register as a security. We're going to pay you a hundred million dollars to get rid of all of the past transactions and whatnot. So that, you know, that's forgiven and it's moving probably, forward, probably a deal moving for forward. We, we, yeah. You know, they made more than that. I, they, I guarantee you they made more than 100 million. Uh, and now we know moving forward, we're going to register. BlockFi is registering as a security um, because BlockFi is basically a, um, a, a staking um, company. So they're taking your money, you give it to BlockFi, they stake and, and they make their money. They return approximately 9%. They're returning anywhere from 4 to 9% on your crypto. Uh, uh, so now they have a legal roadmap map of how to do that. 
Wow. And what it cost them was a hundred million dollars to have this, to have these uh, guidelines in place that literally all happened. I woke up to it this morning and I read about it this morning. Crazy. That's, that's you know, huge. and wait, Kevin has a, Kevin has a facial expression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Okay. So if this is the first case of this SEC one, hundred million dollar mm-hmm. settlement, this is now setting precedent that exactly if you have an earning mechanism of any kind that promises a number of any kind, it, Not it needs to be registered? Or is it hazier it, than that? It's it's it, 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 everything in the law, man. It's very yeah. specific on a case-by-case basis. BlockFi's business model is that they are collecting crypto from people. You are staking with BlockFi. And in right. return for that, you know, um, uh, that promise to leave your crypto with BlockFi, they give you a certain return up to, you know, what they advertise is up to 9% on the crypto. Mm. I don't think based on what I know about DeFi, it's it's probably not 9% across the board. It's probably 9% with either USDT or USDC and possibly Bitcoin, uh, but probably not ETH or, uh, you know, the, the other smaller coins. Man, this is so fascinating. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so here's the deal. So, so here's the deal with the Dow though. And this is where, you know, I gave you that, the Howie test. The flip side of that is if there's no expectation of profit, then you're cool, right? You're cool in the sense that it's technically not a security. So if you are creating a Dow that is uh, for a nonprofit purpose or a not-for-profit purpose, you probably will be able to create it with with minimal issues with the SEC, at least. There's mm-hmm. still going to be issues about you know insurance and liability from the founders' perspectives, but at the very least, if we're not trying to create a profit on this project, then it makes it a lot easier uh, on the governance and and compliance side of making a proper DAO that mm-hmm. that we run it as a charity of some kind. Interesting significantly easier hmm. god um good to know so <laughs> i see of- the wheels turning with both of you guys <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i will not say anything recorded <laughs> we'll talk off air we'll talk off air <laughs> so crypto so badger clan may or may not <laughs> Can I say may or may not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, and, and so this is this is um, where these PFP projects, these PFP NFT collections, get a little tricky, right? Um, if if you are promising, I, I mean, dude, I, I saw a, a project that literally in writing promised on their website to all of their holders passive income. If the SEC finds that, if the IRS finds that, they're going down, like immediately. Um, and and what about the founder? What about DeFi? This ruling this morning, or this this transaction this morning, kind of revolutionizes it because it's going to do one of two things, right? What you're saying is what what, what this created was guidelines for how to properly um, play by the rules in America. But it leads to a problem because BlockFi internationally 
offers way better returns for non-U.S. citizens than it does for U.S. citizens wow. because the U.S. citizens are playing in 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 this uh, these guidelines in the sandbox that is more regulated. So, <laughs> yeah. So so what that means, it's one of two things is going to happen, right? You're going to have a lot more companies starting up outside of the U.S. You may have people who try to skirt um, uh, U.S. banking uh, regulations. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm in EO. I know a lot of people that are really high net worth. I'm sure that some of them will try to figure out, you know, how do we get our money overseas and invest through BlockFi in the Cayman Islands, whatever the case may be, right? Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. The, the, mm. the, the flip side is regulation is a good thing because people, most people are afraid of risk. So if they hear that, you know, the SEC has provided guidelines, they'll feel safer about investing their money. So all the people, the 98% of the population that has no clue about DeFi yet, they'll feel safer. Uh, in, yeah. investing in it. Right? I mean, um, I mean, here's the, yeah, the, this is something that, okay, yeah, let's talk about that because that's the one part that, yes, regulation sucks if you're a business entrepreneur that loves to hustle and make a ton of money and do a bunch of things and create, 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 create. But general public-wise, regulation also provides, just like you said, a safe place to learn and exchange and be, participate, basically. Yeah. And yep. so there is a trade-off. So where do I sit on regulation? Yeah, it's needed, of course. Um, I mean, ultimately, Not too much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> the answer is yes, we need it. Yes, we need it. Because um, I do want inclusivity to the rest of the masses. And the more people can get in, uh, the better. And to do that, regulation has to take place. I get it. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What that looks like over the next couple of months, couple of years is going to be that's going to be, you know, that's going to determine how quickly um, mass market adoption of, of the Web3 community takes place, right? Um, it's, it's all, the, the biggest thing, uh, and this hasn't been decided yet, is how do they, how does the SEC, the F, uh, CFTC, how do they regulate NFTs in general? If they're saying that NFTs are a security uh, and every project needs to um, needs to uh, register with the SEC if you're US based, that's it, it's going to create a crypto winter, uh, in my opinion. It's going to create mm. a crypto winter where projects start overseas or people, you know, it'll be like the, the dot com bubble. Uh, in 2000, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, I don't that, think it could come happen. down. I mean, I don't feel like it's going to come to that extreme. I just personally don't. I don't know. I don't think they could be like every single NFT project in that CC thing. Uh, could they really do that? Because not every project promises their community holders. Every project that promises. Um, so, so this is something that I, you know I've talked to you guys individually about. Any project where you offer. It were in writing, you say that there's going to be a commission, a royalty, passive income. Uh, we are creating scarcity and, and increasing the value of your NFT. If you're using any of those specific words, you're, you're technically in violation of securities laws. Are you going to get caught? Who the heck knows? 
you know, uh, it, it's like it's like people who cheat on their taxes. You know, you're, you're gambling that you're not going to get audited, right? It's the same thing. There's cheat is a harsh word. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not let's not use fair the word enough, cheat, fair guys. Fair enough. <laughs> creatively, creatively reduce. I would say taxes. I would say finesse. Finesse is a yeah. good word. Yeah. You know, uh, aggressively you write off. Aggressively write off. Now you've been yeah. targeted now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cheat is a cheat's a That's Kevin C O S E O. That is an uh, aggressive word. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, you, you yeah. know, it's it's one of those things. I I I, I mean, look, if if you're asking me my personal opinion. I think they're going to track. I, I know they're investigating uh, big blue chip projects right now. Uh, I would guess that at some point in the next year, year and a half, they're going to they're going to investigate. They're going to take one down and use it as uh, uh, the example. Right? It's like back in the olden days. You, you know, you, you kill one person and you put their head on a on a, on a stake yeah. uh, to to uh, make an example. Uh, you know, to make an example of, of for everyone else to, to stay in line. They're going to do that here too. They're going to take down one of the big guys that that are that are over promising, and um, yeah, there's so many issues. Uh, like you said at the very beginning, copyright issues, trademark and copyright issues. You know, um, there's the thing with uh, Meta Birkins. You know, Meta Birkins is is in litigation right now, um, or it's just not in litigation. They're they're just uh, it's I think it's a it's pre litigation. I think they filed, but nothing's happened yet. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of things. Man. Yeah. These there's things matter because uh, I hope to be creating a blue chip. <laughs> uh, well, you, just, yeah. you just stick around with Don and you'll be in good shape, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> blue chip it up. You, you mentioned earlier about a crypto winner. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not like for hardcore regulation because I know regulation can can suffocate innovation. But knowing the numbers that like not even 90 percent of the world uses NFTs or crypto in general. And if, again, we all, we talked about how regulation could actually make the masses feel more comfortable. I think if you make NFTs legitimize business, a language that the normies can understand maybe more people will now feel like, oh, now you can register, start your company, build, like file all the paperwork needed for a legitimate mm-hmm. NFT company. Uh, maybe the, the, the winter may not actually come, but it actually welcomes all the people who have been waiting on the sidelines, waiting for it to be legitimized. It could actually work in our favor. Um, I, I don't know, just a thought. Possibly. Yeah. You, you know, look, at, at, at this point, everyone's speculating, right? No one knows for sure. Um, at, at the end of the day, when I say crypto winter, what, what, what it really comes down to is you're really just talking about the price of Bitcoin, right? Uh, th- that's the most well-known cryptocurrency. Uh, most people look at the price of Bitcoin as the the the, the you know the measuring stick, the, the the flagpole of how crypto in general is doing. Um, so, yeah, th- th- it may not be a horrible horrible thing, but um, we don't know for sure. Uh, is the point? Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to give uh, financial advice or anything like that. I'm just saying, for me, I do not have any money uh, in um, 
in the, I've pulled back the vast majority of my money in, in, in the crypto markets. Yeah, yeah, so have I. Um, I love it's being placed in NFTs. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm also saving up money for uh, for Kevin's project whenever he's willing to like actually share the news. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't revealed the name yet. I know I keep doing this and it's just like, it's because um, we actually finalized, we finally agreed on art and finally agreed on the logo. The, we did everything backwards. We're very utility focused uh, collection. So we needed to really create strong foundation and then go the other direction because we already have a lot of artists that we knew in house. And so that part was like really uh, available. I mean, we're, we're very lucky and blessed to have that availability. But so we went through a long, arduous vetting process. But on the foundational side of utility, that's where we kind of fleshed out really early and really spent most of the time in focusing with future partners and things like that. And just like kind of like making sure that these steps are all in place. And but definitely um, we're, we're pretty much there. And once the discord is available is when we're just going to say, yep, this is what it is. And just kind of tell the world, um, which is coming here. It's actually getting really exciting because the goal was to tell the public by the end of February and we're hitting the goal. Um, the team is very large now. <laughs> and uh, that's also exciting in a good way because everyone's doing some a different piece. And it's just... Um, it, it definitely felt like uh, we just built a business overnight. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. And it's like, there's teams everywhere. And like, anyways, it's, 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 been, it's, been, it's been really fun. <laughs> it's been really fun. And I kind of want to, you know, that's another thing. Maybe one of these episodes is like um, kind of go through like this general like timeline of like how to create your own collection depending on what they want to do. Just kind of walk it out. I'm I'm so open about that anyway. But it'd be cool to kind of walk people through. Just like, hey, this is what you should do first. This is where those resources may be, um, so they don't get scammed <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Um, and that would be great too. So, and also, uh, I also want to always talk about future events coming up because there's always fun events coming down the pipeline. I know like Denver ETH is coming. One of our buddies is speaking there, right? So. You're gonna go? Okay, cool. I Actually, let's talk about that. Seven a.m. Yeah, I so fly out at seven a.m. When is Denver ETH? Like this weekend uh, or it this week? Technically started yesterday. Um, Got it. They made it a freaking on the website. It says it's from yesterday through Wednesday next week. Let me see. Uh, wow. It's a. But but here's the thing. Uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow are really informal, where they they don't expect more than maybe half of the attendees to show up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The main event will be uh, middle of the day, Thursday through Sunday night. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're doing a retreat in Breckenridge. So my, they're, they're my favorite thing, a ski resort. My favorite thing, by the way, so far, just seeing the website is that when you scroll down, it says free childcare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? That is very nice of them. Well, they they run this thing. They run this thing in a really cool way, where you actually can't just buy tickets. You actually have to apply. So every single person who shows up, they 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 check your credentials. They check your LinkedIn. I love um, that. 
so it's high, it's, quality, it's, people, high quality people only. Yeah. The, the idea is that it's high quality people. Um, you know, you have really cool speakers. Uh, our, our friend Eric, uh, the cash flow doctor, he's going to be speaking on Friday. Um, I am actually a mentor and I'm speaking, I'm doing a talk on like crypto, crypto blockchain 101. And then I'm doing a DAO 101 as well um, Ooh, on cool. Friday and Sunday. Um, so I, I will be doing a, a, a more like basic beginners talk. And then uh, I, I'm mentoring some of the, um, they, they're doing like a hackathon. Uh, nice. Uh, over you the like, you like so, how so I helped there. you uh, plug right there? That's great. <laughs> Dude, you know, so the thing that uh, I haven't really talked to you guys a lot in the past couple of weeks. The reason why is because I actually got involved with my own project. Uh, so I'm running That's operations cool. for a project uh, that I'll announce. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and announce after Kevin. We'll put it out. <laughs> oh, that's nice. We've all been waiting. We've hey, uh, been waiting. I, expect, I expect insider info, and I expect the um, white. No, 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 not insider info. <laughs> I can't give you insider info. Dude, stop, stop breaking laws, man. No, I can. I can, I can. Oh, 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 oh. How much trading? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 now. Talk about heavy language. Yeah, behind the you know, scenes. You know what? Behind the that's scenes. That's what I'm starting to realize too. Is that as you get close to the leaders of their projects, they really can't be so loose lipped because it really mm -hmm. does. And I, I don't think the industry. It's still maturing, right? And so they don't realize that their collection is is really a stock share that has so much value. And like when I know about things, I'm like, oh, like like you know, I know about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just like. I don't think you were supposed to tell me that. Like, I, I'm like, literally, like, I'm thinking that in my head. And then I'll be like, hey, just, you know, as a friend, like, I don't think you're supposed to go around telling people. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little, you know, it's a tricky thing there, you know? I, I have clients who ha had projects that they had seven figures in their personal wallets, their personal MetaMask wallets, because they didn't know to start a company. They didn't know that they had to file to create an entity, you know? So, so yeah, the, the, uh, uh, un unfortunately we're in a situation right now with a lot of projects where it's like you're traveling on the, it's like you're driving on the freeway and everyone's driving a hundred miles an hour because well, that guy's doing it, that girl's doing it, you know? Uh, and then you get pulled over and it's like, well, why am I getting pulled over? You know, everyone else is doing it just because everyone else is doing it. You're the one who got caught. Right. That's the concern. That's the biggest yes. concern. Like I said, yes. what are the chances of that happening? I don't know. I have no clue. Um, uh, I mean, there's going to be a handful of companies that get taken down. My whole thing is I just don't want to be a part of that. I, I want to minimize my risk completely to, to not be a part of that. You know, yep. so uh, like the project I'm working on, there is no return. There is no, you know, there's no uh reward or token it, it's strictly utility um uh, and it's cool you, you, uh, you i know you guys will like it i, I know you guys will like it white list white list for sure <laughs> yeah white list always that white list love it yeah love it um yeah. so because we're at the one hour mark uh just want to make sure it's digestible uh any parting i mean uh, i guess do you guys want to? Do you guys have extra time, or we should probably end it right now for digestive purposes? 
Yeah, I guess we could just do some. Yeah, we'll do some parting topical things, like maybe like you know, like kind of round it out in the next ten minutes or something like that. I, I think we could do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, Kevin, Kevin, you had a question right before uh, uh, Don like kind of came in and, and had this massive dove in the background entrance. Where's your Olympic <laughs> torch, by the way? Well, what happened? No, I texted him because he, he told me he's going to jump into the show late. And I said, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you and your entrances, do you are you going to be coming in with doves flying in the background and all that? Then he says, no, don't be silly. I'm coming in with the, the Olympic torch. So. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to do virtual backgrounds on this thing. Man. This isn't Zoom. No, I know. I, I was I was actually looking for it too. And I was like, I wish I had a virtual background on this. I think there is. You just have to like set it up. Uh, no, but Kevin was I'm asking. Sure me, uh, Kevin was asking me. Um, you were asking me before Don came on. Like, what are your favorite projects right now? Right. Oh yeah, I asked you that, Paul. Yeah, I yeah. want to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can ask our guest first. Oh, okay. Oh, favorite. Easy. What's a what? Crypto Badger Club. <laughs> So nice. Uh, send me your wallet address, all right? <laughs> besides that, besides hey, that, nice. collections you're super excited about since you're so surrounded by all these blue chips and all these big, also like, you know, you know what to look for from a legal standpoint and from an investor standpoint. Are there other projects you're pretty excited about? Like, um, you know, in, in all honesty, in the past like two weeks or so, I've been so wrapped up in this this project that I'll be able to announce. I, hopefully next week. I actually think we should be able. Uh, we're just waiting to sign. Uh, we've got a pretty cool partner that uh, we have a contract out waiting to get signed. Uh, and then we got to put up a website. You know, we'll put up a slash page website. Uh, and then I can start announcing it. Um, you know, uh, once the partnership, once the contract's signed, we'll be doing a press release uh, of, of, of everything. So that's when I can announce it. So, um, for, for selfish reasons, I, I'm going to say the 90% of my time has been spent on this project uh, over the past couple of weeks. So that's what I'm the most excited about. I, I have <laughs> right no on. clue what's been minting the past two weeks. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, but then I look forward to it, man. I'm so excited about that. Week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, for me, of course, uh, I actually have a, I'm going to be launching pretty soon as well. I'm just waiting for a couple of tech things, which I mentioned in Discord. Um, but uh, I, the ones I am pretty excited about, um, well, the one I'm most excited about just happened. Uh, are you guys familiar with like Lux? Mm -mm. Um, it, mm -hmm. oh, the metaverse, uh, like real estate plays have been pretty hot lately. Um, where you, um, Lux is like a NFT project that is based on Solana. And uh, I'll put it in the show notes too, but they pretty much build like, entire towns that have incredible like graphics it's not like the decentraland stuff where it's kind of playful cartoony like these are actual this feels like ready player one like Ooh. level graphics cool. and they're like apartments mansions and penthouses wow. and uh, entertainment spots and uh, the utility is of course you get to own real estate uh probably want to run it by dawn whether like you know being able to rent out like apartments re generating revenue uh, stuff like like you're, you're essentially owning real estate in 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 the metaverse, and so uh, that one had a pretty good uh, launch. Um, I couldn't get one at Public Mint because it was uh, already sold out instantaneously. So I took a chance on secondary, and uh, I bought it at four four Sol Solanas, and it's currently at like last time I checked, it was like at twenty or something twenty Solanas. Wow, nice. it was pretty cool. 
But I mean, again, back to really good team. They're, they have a group of developers from like Star Wars and Fortnite. Uh, there's a lot of partners in place. So I'm excited about your project, uh, Kevin, because you mentioned a pretty large team and you've been kind of plugging me into the people that you're working with and they're pretty huge. So again, it, whoever I think treats this like a, like a business uh, with, with the actual team, um, I think there's some longevity there. So anyway, yeah. that's my favorite one. So, yeah, I so I definitely no. want to, yeah, so like I love, yeah, that's, that's something I would love to learn more about that project just, just to learn, just because like, I want to know like the team and who's in that team and just like how they got or why they drove it into that space. Cause I'm, of course, like the real estate space in metaverse is super interesting for us. Cause that's like yeah. part of our roadmap in a way as well. Um, in a little more hints, <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, the food space but um but again like it's uh yeah it's always super interesting to see how people are doing it just to see um what they've done they've created and um i was also thinking like one of the most exciting parts of this space is the metaverse space because i feel like we keep forgetting about some of the these some of these projects where they're leading to and some of the cool augmented technologies that come out from it and so it's been really exciting to kind of see it develop in that direction. And I've been able to see some in behind the scenes technology there and like use some of it for some of our project stuff that we've been doing. And so it's been really like mind boggling for me as a simple like, you know, business person that just does regular, you know, normie business to see like that type of technology and just imagining how immersive they could make some of these future experiences for us is going to be not only extremely just fun, but I feel like would also help some industries for sure, especially on the entertainment and community side of things. And so I really felt that as I was like utilizing some tools and like, then I was like imagining like, you know, when people can't visit certain places because they're like, because social media lets you see everything, right? And I'm sure a lot of the stuff come from certain demographics or countries or whatever. And other countries looking in, they probably go, man, I would love to visit that new XYZ location. But now if they created a walkthrough online AR version of it, you can, which is really interesting, without even moving anything, like a magic trick almost. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's just It's just so nuts. Just seeing it. And just it, it just it, it, you just keep imagining, and it just like and when they keep saying, "Yeah, we can do that," it's like such a insane feeling. It it really is, and so yeah, looking forward to all that stuff. I, I I would love to have some of them come on as maybe a guest and like even show some stuff to us. I don't know if there's a screen share button here, but um, that'd be kind of fun uh, too um, later in the future into some of these episodes and. You would like really wow some people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kevin, I, I gotta, I gotta interject real quick. The uh, the token th that you guys told me that you're going to be, you know, integrating with on your project. Um, turns out, I know two of the four like uh, senior advisors uh, uh, on the project, and I'm talking to the CEO tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, cool. The, the, the industry, the industry, smaller, you know. The small world out there yeah, right now, man. Like, everything's super tight. Yeah. No, but <laughs> oh, no, but you know it's good. Person, huh? you know yeah, yeah. Everyone just kind of yeah. like knows each other. 
And it's going to, I think it's going to, I like it that it's tight too. So that, then we all know like who the real people that care about certain things are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've also been like, there's, there's an ugly side that's like definitely still there that yep. I still see. Cause they DM you now and they like, it's gross what they ask for. Like if they're like, Oh yeah, I have this perfect formula. And it's like really gross what they're trying to create. I'm like, gross. It's, <laughs> yeah. Like, nah. no, there's yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Every day. Well, that Absolutely. helps us. Uh, that helps with the rug pulls and stuff too, right? The more you know yeah. people, the more uh, you know good, solid people. So. Yep. 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 Awesome. Um, well, thanks, everyone. I'm going to do my wave. <laughs> is, it, is it time to wave goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, John's got spirit hands. <laughs> right, I'll figure out what mine is. I don't know what. I like the clown. Isn't that, uh, what is that, uh, <laughs> like isn't that awesome powers? Yeah. yeah, I I hope whoever was watching that we weren't too scattered all over the place. I always worry about like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm naturally just a people pleaser, right? <laughs> I'm just like, is everyone okay? <laughs> no, no, I think okay. So so one thing, um, one person mentioned that it's it's really helpful to have like a top five of the day, uh, right? Uh, and also, I think we should probably start implementing like a question and answer session. But I think the rest of it, we should leave the brief flowing. That's like the whole, mm -hmm. you know, those talk shows. It's a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Don't change. Um, all right. Thank you, Don, for hopping on our show and uh, and thanks for helping us uh, guide us along the way. Yes, go Rams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys later. Okay. All right. All right. See you guys. All right, all right guys. Bye. -bye. See you.